Me and my friends do sinister things And that's because we're cynical beings And we're living in a house And we're chilling upstairs And we're doing a podcast Impaired Hello back everyone to the Impaired Upstairs podcast With Cody And Brady No Ryan this week Ryan is uh, enjoying a nice little vacation Down to a down in the dunes location. <laughs> uh, Ryan, we miss you. Uh, desperately, we miss you. It's gonna be a weird episode without you here, but uh, you know, it's just uh, just just two of us this week. Yeah, man. When was the last time that happened? Never. Never. This is the first, first episode. episode. Yeah, I think this is the first episode we've ever had with only two people. Yeah. So. We'll see how things go. It should be exciting. Is this the first one that Ryan hasn't been here for? I think so. Yeah. All right. Um, so uh, drink of the week this week, Lost Coast Brewing IPA. Out of Eureka, uh, California. Yeah, it's pretty tasty. Get it up close for the camera. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's really fruity, I think, like citrusy. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it almost tastes kind of like a hazy ipa yeah yeah you know it's still got some of like the lees in there i guess um so kind of a yeasty kind of hoppy yeah it's it's definitely hoppy i mean it is an ipa um six and a half percent i abv um it's got some nice can art maybe we should start uh reviewing the art on the cans too uh, yeah, this one's okay. It kind of <laughs> reminds me of like a uh, like a punk rock band. Oh yeah, yeah. The but it's like got some California influence in there because it's very like almost surfer too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eureka, California. Isn't that where like the Gold Rush kind of kicked off? I believe it was down in Eureka, which is like why it's called Eureka because I found it. They're like oh, you know, kick the gold rush off, and they're all excited about uh, finding gold in Eureka. That would make sense. Indeed, it would. Yeah. And the band of the week is Ghost. G O S T. No, that's how it's pronounced. Ghost or is it Ghost? I don't know. Ghost. Ghost. I, I don't know. Uh. There's not like a whole lot of information on this artist, but he's a uh, dark synth wave um, creator and has a lot of uh, really good beats and and creative mm, music. What is dark synth wave? So dark synth is a genre of uh, synth with more like um, I guess horror aspect to it, kind of. Sometimes a lot of metal metal vibes in it. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Interesting. Huh. Horror synthetic. So it's kind of like dance music, kind of, but yeah. with like a different... Electronic. Yeah, electronic uh, synth. Yeah, like synth wave. Synth, uh, no, I am so I don't know what that is at all. All right. It's, it's just electronic music. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how better to explain it. Okay, well, I guess uh, I guess if you're interested, you're just gonna have to listen to it. Yeah, go check out Ghost or Ghost G O S T on Spotify or wherever. Yeah, I was listen. We listened to it a little bit earlier, and uh, 
it was it started off kind of scary yeah and then it like spooky it, and then but then it got like more upbeat and like friendly so yeah. if you're scared away right at the beginning <laughs> don't necessarily be scared away it it could turn into something that you like we were listening to the behemoth album it's my favorite album from uh that artist oh wow okay so we have this week some more drunk stories oh yeah Let's see what's in the news today. So Lord got so drunk day drinking that she needed an IV drip to recover. Lord the the singer. Yeah. Yeah. So last week <laughs> Lord joined talk show host Seth Meyers for the first full musical performance of late, late night since March 2020 performing a live rendition of new track Stoned at the Nail Salon. Wow, that's also impaired. Yeah. Stoned at the nail salon, huh? Taking full advantage of the easing of lockdown restrictions, the pair also took part in the revived segment Day Drinking, which is exactly what it sounds like. Sounds like what we do. Oh, wait, so they have they just have like a podcast? <laughs> or wait, what is it? Scroll back up? Scroll back up? They have a podcast called uh, a segment. Oh, a segment, a segment on the show. Yeah. It's called Day Drinking. So okay. Over the course of the drinking game, the musician can be seen knocking back drinks inspired by her songs, including Solar Power and Ribs, and playing Royals. Royals. That, that's got to be her like most famous song, right? For sure. Okay. Uh, a game that involves guessing the name of various Royals. Oh. Yeah. If you get it wrong, you have to do a shot. Obviously. Obviously. Okay. Uh, that seems like it could get dangerous really quick, especially if you have no sense of history. Yeah. So. And clearly, Lord has no sense of history. Yeah. <laughs> she needed an IV. So I've watched this before, Lord says, at one point in the pre-recorded segment. Like, who knows? Are they drunk? But, like, I'm drunk. <laughs> so, so Lord is here to tell you this is real. Like they're not just they're not just faking drunk. Yeah, unless she's also faking drunk. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. So, in fact, Lord got so drunk that she ended up having to get an IV drip in her hotel room. I can't look at an alcoholic drink ever again, she says. Uh, <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> well, I think I think that's like the <laughs> the hazard of of drinking is like you know you're testing out your limits and then you find out oh this is my limit and I I'm should never, never gonna yeah. drink again. Yeah, I mean who doesn't have a story like that? <laughs> uh, uh. She uh, she says appearing for a more conventional interview on the show on Thursday night. It was insane. You did kind of destroy me, she goes on, and I had to get a very pop star thing, an IV drip. Someone came to my hotel and administered fluids to my corpse. <laughs> okay, that's that's kind of amazing that she like they she got it in her hotel room. Like she didn't have to go to a hospital or anything. Yeah. They're just like, All right, uh well we'll just pop on in and we'll give you an IV drip and uh man. There's probably people on the set that have done that kind of thing few times before <laughs> with that same game <laughs> oh yeah probably uh speaking of iv drips uh you should try out liquid iv liquid iv uh my uh, wife 
has tried that. Yeah. He's a huge fan of it. It's pretty it's pretty good, very hydrating. Yeah. Uh it it uh has all the uh salts and sugar in there to help you get hydrated better. It sounds a lot like uh Pedialyte. Yeah, I think it it is uh having tasted both of them. I would say it tastes it's not quite as salty as Pedialyte. Okay. Like Pedialyte just tastes like you're you're somehow drinking salt. It's really weird. I love it. I like it too. Yeah, I love Pedialyte. But uh I don't think it's uh that's an opinion most people share. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so Liquid IV, yeah, I mean it, it uh it's n- which that's such an interesting name because like IVs are liquid, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I guess it gets the point across. Um, yeah. There's little uh, packets. You just put in 16 ounces of water, and then um, it's good for athletics and uh, preventing hangovers and uh, <laughs> <laughs> just hydrating on these hot summer days. Like even that. Man, wish more people were drinking stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, do you have a story? No, there's just been, uh, well, when the heat was really bad and when it first started, uh, hospitals were full because people would oh. go in for heat-related injuries. Interesting. Wow. I I, had, I didn't realize it was that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So go drink your Pedialyte, your liquid IV. Well, over the last few years, hangover cure services have uh, become increasingly popular, though scientists have previously asserted that there's basically nothing you can do to avoid that pounding headache. Companies such as Drip Hydration and IV Boost will deliver IV drips containing electrolytes and vitamins straight to your door, provided you're willing to part with a few hundred dollars or pounds, respectively. Wait, so you, you just hook up the IV yourself? Is that what they're saying? No way. That seems like really wild. Yeah. Huh. How does that work? I don't know. They don't put it in? It doesn't say they put it in. No, I mean, it doesn't say. Maybe that is what happens, but that's not what it says. Yeah. Maybe it's just a terrible article. We're going to have to research that and bring it up next on the next podcast. Yeah, for sure, because that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Because it seems like you could, well, I don't know. Like, here's... Because it's not illegal to buy, like, an IV bag, right? Like, you can buy an IV bag and all that. and Yeah. But it that seems so strange that a company would be like, oh, yeah, here's the IV bag and all that, and just hook it up. <laughs> yeah. So IVs aren't easy to start, either. I wouldn't know. I've never started one or even tried. They're a humbling experience. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you get people with uh big popping veins and you won't get it but then you'll get someone with like these tiny frail veins and you can you can hit an IV on that um yeah just like the the ones that you would imagine would be really easy can be really hard hmm. like for me I have really big veins but they're really valvey so kind of hard to get a stick so your veins have valves in them oh um and you can't put the uh, catheter through the through the valve. Huh. I didn't know that. That's yeah. so weird. Yep. There. Wait. So, what does the valve look like? <laughs> like in the vein? I'm so. Well, <laughs> my mind is blown right now. Let me see if I can find one. 
uh, there's one right there. It's like a little bump. Yeah. You can see that, like a little bump in the vein. Yeah. Um, let's see. I have maybe a bigger one over here, I think. But anyways, you okay, can... Okay, so there, like, for those that are listening, I'm looking at his arm, and uh, yeah... There's like little bumps in the in the vein. In the vein. Usually they're around junctions. Okay. Wait, and what's the purpose of this valve? Uh so I my understanding is that it uh helps blood travel up and down the veins. Huh. That's so weird. <laughs> yeah. I thought they were like straws. You know, you don't have like a hole in the middle of the straw. well it's like if you had a flap in the straw i guess you just have to make sure how do you keep this flap closed well okay it's a one-way flap oh it's a one-way flap and ivs on or not ivs but veins veins only go one direction yeah like right (laughs) right yeah like the band one direction not baby, the you light up my oh, world. No. Oh no! <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, uh, I have really valvy veins, so people see them. Like, oh yeah, look at those big veins. They're popping. I can hit that easy, and then and nothing. Huh. Well, fascinating. Let's see here. Uh, other companies have started promoting IV drips for a range of other health and wellness purposes, including anti-aging, seems, I'm skeptical, hair, health, and skin brightening, both at home and in dedicated stores. Read more on what it's like. Okay, okay, well, I don't really care about that. Well, that's interesting. So, uh, poor Lord. She uh, got so, so drunk. She needed an IV drip. Oh, okay. So when I first read that headline, though, I was thinking like she had alcohol poisoning and needed to go to the hospital. She needed, yeah, right. She needed an IV. It sounds like it was just something that she wanted to get rid of the hangover. Yeah. Okay. Fake news. Yeah. (laughs) Fake news. Uh, ready for the next story? Yeah. All right. Uh. Drunk droning arrest, first of its kind in the Aichi Prefecture, from Sora News 24. Friends don't let friends fly tiny helicopters drunk. With the wide range of models and increasingly affordable pricing, drone flying has become an extremely fun hobby for many. However, as I always tell my kids, with great fun comes great responsibility, which is... That's how the saying goes. (laughs) Uh, with great fun comes great responsibility. Yeah, exactly. I think that's like in Spider-Man, you know, when Ben is in the back of the taxi or whatever it is with Peter. Before he's he like, dies. Yeah. He's like... Uh, Remember, Peter, with great fun comes great responsibility. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, that's exactly what he told him. And don't you forget it. And yeah. don't you besmirch, besmirch the good name of uh, Master Blaster, the (laughs) author of this article. How dare you? I'm rather offended. So anyway, with great fun comes great responsibility, which is probably why they don't like talking to me. Aw. What is that even supposed to mean? (laughs) Master Blaster, 
That's not the reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the reason. I don't. I think maybe I, it sounds like Master Blaster tries to be the fun parent, and then the kids are like, "Ew, gross." Maybe. Yeah, yeah. like like that scene in Mean Girls, where the oh, Re, is it Regina? Regina George's mom, who, uh, who plays. Re- Anyway, I can't remember. She's like trying to be the cool mom, and she's like, "Hey, like, I'm so fun." And then she's just like, "You're not cool, and leave me alone." <laughs> and it's so sad. Like, no matter what you can do as a parent, you're just gonna re- get rejected. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, I'm not wrong though, and to prove it, we have the arrest of 56-year-old man of a 56-year-old man who became the first in his prefecture to get busted for violating the newly enacted law against flying a drone while intoxicated. Wow. The incident occurred on the 12th of June in Toyota City, Aichi Prefecture. I didn't know that there was a Toyota City. Do you think that it's some sort of utopic city that, like, the Toyota manufacturing, like, car company has created? And, like, it's kind of like... Do you know about... The uh, old cities that Henry Ford made back in the day? No. So Henry Ford, like, essentially tried to create cities uh, or towns that, like, his workers could just, like, live in and they would never have to leave and they could just live at their job, essentially. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's kind of rather unethical. I mean, it's it's like a step away from slavery it's like close to slavery but not quite (laughs) you know if if they're gonna be commuting anyways and you want to build like low-income housing so that they can spend less on rent and more on what they want i mean i guess so it just sounds really uh if there's a factory emergency they're right there all I'm saying is it seems rather unethical, and I'm not surprised that his workers didn't really buy it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, I don't think that's what the Toyota uh, city in the Aichi prefecture is. Yeah. Oh. Well, way to kill my fun. But anyway. Uh, when the suspect consumed eight cans of beer between the hours of 7 a.m. and noon. Is this his time because that's really early to be drinking yeah wow 7 a.m and noon what day was it june <laughs> yeah. june 12th what day was june 12th we got to figure this out yeah was this it a weekend is, well even if it is a weekend i mean that's not really the best but it makes I, it a little better a little bit June was 12th a Saturday. was a Saturday. Okay, well, I guess it's not, you know, maybe he was celebrating something. But you still can't drone drunk. No. Drunk and dr- drunk. Drink and drone. Drink and drone. <laughs> Don't drink and drone, kids. <laughs> Interestingly enough, all that morning drinking motivated the suspect to start cleaning his room. Interesting. Was he also under the influence of something else? Because... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, while tidying, he happened upon a drone, which he had bought a few years ago, and took it out of the box to see if it still worked. Upon learning that it did, the drunken suspect abandoned his cleaning ambitions to take it for a spin. Okay. However, while in flight, the drone, weighing about 
540 grams or one and a half pounds collided with the window of a nearby residence. The neighbor called the police to report the crash, and the ensuing investigation led them back to the suspect, who admitted to the charges of drinking and droning. Ah, why did he admit to that? Why didn't he just say, like, ah, the connection failed and it just crashed? He wanted his drone back. Yeah, I guess if he just said that, yeah. But, oh, he was drunk. Yeah. (laughs) I guess guess that's the explanation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, also maybe a Japanese cultural thing. I don't know. He may have been surprised to learn that such a crime even existed, as a law regarding it had only been passed earlier this year when Japan revised its Civil Aeronautics Act to include various provisions for drones. As a result, piloting a drone under the influence became officially prohibited, and his was the first arrest of its kind in Aichi. That's kind of crazy that he got arrested. arrested. Yeah, wow. Like, that's brutal. For a 1.2-pound drone. That's crazy. I mean, it doesn't seem like you should be arrested for that, but... I mean, I could see getting ticketed for it. Yeah, but arrested. For a drone? Whatever. Certainly surprised many readers of the news who had never heard of such a crime before, but could easily understand why it came to be. That's a lot of quotes. There's also drunk driving for drones? There's no drunk flying for drones. I didn't know that, but they can certainly do harm. I thought that said ham. When they (laughs) crash. (laughs) That's silly. <laughs> drones can't drink. <laughs> <laughs> what? what <are> they? <laughs> and they have some, some more examples there. Uh, it's another example of how the law must adapt to keep up with changes in society and technology. However, we too, as members of society, have to adjust our behavior to adapt with these changes as well. So the next time you get drunk for breakfast and get the urge to do some fancy flying... Remember to do it in a safe and consequence-free environment. After all, that's precisely the reason that Microsoft Flight Simulator was developed. Wow. Nice. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been in one of those, like, actual flying simulators that, like, move you around and, like, spin you upside down and stuff? No. Oh, really? Oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, they, they have them at the Museum of Flight. Uh, okay. Kind of like Boeing Airfield. Huh. Yeah, it's uh, it's wild. Would you do it drunk? Uh, I think I would throw up. Cause it's really uh, like you're you're getting moved around and you're just but you're just looking at a screen. So I don't know. It's it's disorienting. Yeah. Seems like it would be a bad thing to do while drunk. But uh, that's not exactly the same thing as the Microsoft Flight Simulator. Yeah, but you're pretty stationary. Right, but I could see that disorienting you and getting you sick as well, so I don't know. A herd of drunk Indian buffaloes exposed a hidden stash of contraband liquor and got a group of farmers arrested. Aww. Three buffalo. Buffaloes. Buffalo? Buffaloes? I think it's buffalo. Three buffalo blew open their owner's hidden moonshine stash after getting drunk on the liquor. It, I thought about it. It, but the plural of buffalo is buffalo because there's the sentence buffalo, 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 buffalo. Right, and that's a that's a proper sentence. Right. So, so for those of you that don't understand what I just said, buffalo 
I mean, that's a that's a thing, right? Like the the animal, the buffalo. Yes. Buffalo is also a verb. Um, with, you know, to, it means like to bully, to bully. essentially. Um, you can use the name of a city uh, as a descriptor. So, so Buffalo from Buffalo. Yeah, like Buffalo, New York, right? Uh, right. So like. I don't know about that. I th- I think so. Anyway, so you're you're talking about the city of Buffalo, but using it as a descriptor for the next word, which is buffalo. So, buffalo are bullying buffalo from Buffalo, essentially. Buffalo, 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 buffalo. Yeah. Very well. <laughs> Three tipsy buffaloes. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> well. The article just totally. <laughs> well, it's wrong there. I think. I think it's. I think that is actually incorrect. Okay, hear me out. I'm gonna get into the. Okay, I think that if you were saying buffaloes, that would refer to multiple species of buffaloes. Right. Of buffalo, like deer and deers. Right. So, like, you, yeah, or uh, geese and geeses, like the geeses of America. Gooses. Moose and meese. Or would it be gooses? Oh, it would be gooses. Me? Oh my gosh, now I don't know. Uh. So, three tipsy buffaloes blew the cover of an illegal liquor stash in India after getting drunk from water in a trough that hid moonshine bottles. Hmm. Police seized a total of 101 bottles of liquor from the buffalo's stable and arrested three farmers for the illegal selling of alcohol in the dry state of uh, Gujarat. That's interesting. Oh, oh, so it's just like there's no alcohol out there at all. Right. Interesting. I wonder if that's like, uh, isn't that like uh, one of the tenets of Islam that you're not allowed to drink? So I wonder if it's like a majority. Maybe. I don't know. Not sure. One of the farmers had called a vet when the buffaloes stopped eating and started frothing at the mouth. The next day, the buffaloes began jumping around willy-nilly and continued frothing, prompting the farmers to call another vet, according to the Times. The second vet noticed a strange smell coming from the trough and discovered that the water inside had turned yellow. The farmers told him the color was from branches falling into the water, but the vet reported them to the authorities after leaving the stable per the Times. When the cops raided the stable, they found bottles of vodka, whiskey, and other liquor worth around $430 tucked inside the trough and under some fodder. The animals probably drank the water laced with liquor from the damaged liquor bottles, said the police, told the Times. Oh, oh my god, okay, okay, sorry, before we go down. This is my problem with articles. Did anyone even proofread this? Said the police, told the Times. Yeah. What is that? That, that, that does doesn't that doesn't yeah. that doesn't track it seems like what happened is they were like writing on a word article or something and they like they just didn't they like cross something out but then they didn't actually yeah. like take it out of the yeah. article and then they uploaded it here yeah. and it's like okay if someone edits your article then actually make the changes and don't just upload right both forms because you can either say, said the police, or the police told the Times. We can't say yeah. both. The buffaloes have since recovered from their drunken ordeal. 
Well, that's good. Knocked. I'm glad that no buffaloes were harmed in the making. I don't, I don't know how to hold their liquor. <laughs> well, they're huge. Uh, see, I'm I'm kind of skeptical of that story. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, like how, unless I guess the bottles must have leaked. Hmm. Yeah, or broken or something. So, something, because that's just something weird's happening there. Anyway. Uh, El Paso man allegedly crashed stolen Krispy Kreme truck while driving drunk. So this is kind of a follow-up to the uh, the male person that crashed a truck that we talked about oh, last week. Oh, yeah. Now we got the Krispy Kreme truck. Yeah, exactly. This one is stolen. Um, and it also it's also kind of like the ladies that stole the dumplings or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Obviously, the guy just wanted some donuts, and he expected them to begin the truck. I have a big banner up there. We might have to turn off our faces for this one. Okay, go ahead. Goodbye. Oh, all right. Do you want to read this one? Sure. El Paso, Texas. An El Paso man is accused of stealing a Krispy Kreme donuts truck and going for a drunken ride that ended in a crash early Wednesday. El Paso Sheriff's deputies and police arrested Carlos Emanuel Andrade, 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 something like that, Andrade, <laughs> on uh, burglary charges after he allegedly stole the truck from a West Side location and then used it to break into a closed 7-Eleven convenience store in the 700 block of North Fabens Road about 1.20 a.m. Okay, well, that checks out. Yeah. Although... Th- it is a little bit interesting. It would make more sense to me if it was 2.20 a.m. Because that's after closing. It's like after last oh, call. I so see. then he would have left. And then like, ah, oh, the Krispy Kreme store. Like, yeah, let's yeah. Yeah. grab something from the Krispy Kreme store. Oh, it's closed? Well, I could just bring all the donuts home with me <laughs> and then have them At whenever home. I want. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Poor guy. Authorities said the store break-in came shortly after an intoxicated Andrade, 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 whatever your name is, fled after chasing, crash, sorry, excuse me, intoxicated Andrade fled after crashing the truck into another vehicle near South Darrington Road and Rudy Kufner Road just after midnight. Wait a sec. Wait a sec. Just after midnight? So... What is this article? These people really need to proofread. (laughs) Times are off. He crashed the truck before he stole (laughs) it, which is rather impressive. He crashed it and then stole it right after. Yeah. (laughs) I am astounded. What a legend. (laughs) He must have went 88 miles an hour. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He went back in time, crashed the truck. Fascinating. Um, He was finally taken into custody. Near I-10 westbound and the East Lake on ramp about 1:45 a.m. according to officials. So, he stole the truck at 1:20 a.m. He yep. went back in time. He crashed the truck at around 12:15. The cops get there. They uh, hassle him for a while because they're like have to assess the situation and whatnot. Yeah, of course. And then they uh, arrest him at 1:45 a.m. At the on-ramp. You know, if you're going to drunkenly steal a truck, the Krispy Kreme's truck is the one to do. 
it seems that way. Although potentially I could see, uh, t- you know, nabbing a, uh, like a taco truck. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that would be pretty amazing too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. don't do that. Yeah. No, we don't condone it. Don't do it. That's illegal. But if you're going to, right. The, then at least make it a food truck. Like know your options. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so a shark bites a swimmer's butt near a spot. Drunk victim was killed while peeing. That's not funny. Why are you laughing? I w- I included this article because I thought we needed to bring down the levity a little bit, you know? And here you are laughing at a poor man that was killed while peeing. <laughs> You're sick. <laughs> You should think it's the lucky stars he survived. The r- <laughs> what are you laughing about, you sicko? <laughs> the rump ravaging incident. Okay, yeah, whoever <laughs> whoever wrote this article knew what they were doing. The rump ravaging the incident. The rump ravaging incident occurred on a stretch of beach where another 13 shark attacks have been recorded, seven of which have proved fatal. Is that like all time or is that like just in the past week or yeah, is that I assume that's all time. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh in the most alarming incident on July 10th, an intoxicated reveler was mauled to death by one of the predators while urinating in the sea with a buddy. Wow. That's brutal. Poor man. He was peeing in the sea with his buddy. Well, you know, like you, sometimes they're like you just don't want to go alone. You just need a, a someone to hold your hand. Okay. Unfortunately, despite signs warning people to stay out of the water, the region is a shark attack hot zone, as it is entirely unguarded by reefs. Hmm. Incidents are especially common during this time of year, as the heavy rains make the ocean cloudy. Oh, so you can't see the sharks, so you don't know. To get away. And then, bam, you're getting bit on the behind by a big old bad shark. Yeah. I was trying to come up with the B word for shark, but I couldn't do it. Uh, Wait, hold on. Let's look at this picture. The incident occurred near the same spot the 51-year-old Marcelo Rocha Santos above was mauled to death while peeing in the sea a week prior. Oh, wow. So. That poor gentleman. Yeah. The incident occurred same spot. That he was mauled to death while peeing. Okay, so the guy that was peeing was not the same guy as the one who got bit on the butt. Okay, yeah, yeah, Okay, so here's the one that got bit on the butt. He's laying on the beach, and there's a big crowd. Okay, and then this is the guy that uh, was killed while he was peeing. Wow. Stay out of the water, wherever that is. Yeah. El- Wait, what is El Paso? Wait, no. That was the guy earlier. Where is this? I hold on, hold on. We need to figure out where this is. Oh, Brazilian. Okay. Uh, okay, in Brazil. Uh, near the city of we read this already, but uh Hobowatau or is it Jabowatau dos Guarapes? I don't know. It I don't my uh, Portuguese pronunciation is severely lacking. All I know is that if R is at the beginning of a of a name or something, then you pronounce it like an H. 
Really? Yeah. Like the. You, are you familiar with uh, the Gracie family? That uh, they they're n- known for jujitsu. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Okay. Yes. So all of their names pretty much start with R. So there's like Hoist and Hoyler and. Huh. And instead of Royce and Ryler, it's Hoist and Hoyler. Yeah, which I don't know how that ended up that way. It doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, but yeah. I think when you have the H and the J, J is, isn't it? I don't know if it is in Portuguese because I don't think it is because uh, also there's a uh, uh, PBR uh, pro bull riding, yeah. not. Uh, Paps Blue Ribbon. Yes. Uh, in pro bull riding, there's a lot of famous Brazilian riders, um, and one of them is Joao Ricardo Rivera. Oh, yeah. Um, and so that starts with a J, and it's Joao. So I assume they must just pronounce it as a J. Unless a they pronounce it with a J at the beginning of a name, and then as a H in uh, the middle. Maybe I don't know. Ours. I don't know. It's not Spanish though. I've figured that out. Driver tells cops, man, I'm drunk, after falling asleep in a Taco Bell drive-thru. That seems like a bad thing to do. In Troy, Michigan, a 28-year-old Sterling Heights man was arrested last week after he allegedly... Wait, wait, wait. Can you scroll back up? I want want to reread this title. Driver driver tells cops, man, I'm drunk, after falling asleep in Taco Bell drive-thru. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. So, Troy, Michigan, uh, a 28-year-old Sterling Heights man was arrested last week after he allegedly admitted to police that he was drunk after he fell asleep in the drive-thru of Taco Bell. According to WDIV Detroit, Troy police were called to the Taco Bell located at uh, DeKindre Road in Troy around 2.33 a.m. See, that makes sense. That's after last call. He yeah. he left the bar. He was like, you know what sounds good? Some Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. Yep. Which I'm sure that sounds really good. That also seems like a very dangerous <laughs> combination yeah. after drinking a lot. But he made his decision. 2.33 a.m. on July 16th for reports of a truck parked in the drive through lane. <laughs> when officers arrived, they found the man sleeping in his truck and were unable to wake him up right away. Police said it took several loud knocks and yelling to get the man to respond. Police said they smelled alcohol in the vehicle, and although he initially denied drinking alcohol earlier in the evening, he allegedly admitted it shortly thereafter. Man, I am drunk, the man allegedly told officers. A breathalyzer test revealed the man had a .17% blood alcohol content, and he was taken into custody. Another test conducted at the Troy lockup revealed a uh, 0.14% BAC. The man has been charged with operating a motor vehicle while under the influence of alcohol. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, don't fall asleep in the drive-thru lane. It is well over the legal limit. So my, my other question is, how many people had been like lined up behind this guy? Yeah, just honking like, their horns. Yeah, like, hey, what's going on? Want some Taco Bell. And then they like walk up to the window and see him asleep, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's two thirty-three. Uh, 
Yeah. yeah we live in Troy, Michigan. We want Taco Bell. <laughs> Who wouldn't? How big of a city is Troy, Michigan? Like, I'm trying to figure out how many people are at this Taco Bell at 2.30. Uh, and, you know, another thing is that they gave the exact address. So I'm wondering how, uh, how many other Taco Bells are located on DeKindra Road? Yeah, that's a great question. There could be three right next to each other. Maybe there are. And maybe all those folks decided just to go to the other Taco Bells instead. Like, maybe that guy had been there since 1.30, and all the people in the Taco Bell were like, huh, slow night. I wonder what's (laughs) happening. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and then then finally, somebody uh, calls the cops. You know, this isn't the first time I've heard of people falling asleep in the drive-thru lane, but I feel yeah. like it's usually related to a different substance. But, uh, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I'm also wondering if this was related to another substance as well, but we'll see. Oh, he said he was drunk. Yeah. So we have some videos. Yeah, we uh, there's, a, there's an Instagram called Drunk People Doing Things. I think yeah. that's... I think that's Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, And so we uh, did a little curation. We found a few videos that we thought were highlights. Um, If you're, again, if you're listening, check out the video on YouTube. It's going to be a little bit more immersive this way. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably worth, uh, it's probably worth watching the video and subscribing. Yes. Definitely. Anyway. I think think we are going to have to shut off our... For this. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. So the first one here. Uh, we're going to have to shut off the audio for this. You think so? Uh, I, I don't want to risk it, but th- he's got the uh, a whole suit of uh, armor built out of bush cans. This guy's a legend. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, seltzer! He's got all sorts seltzer, of different bush cans. Light. Uh, it's all can't see. When I first watched this, I thought this, I thought these were uh like boxes. I thought I, it was just like the cardboard boxes, but it's actually the cans. I think some of it is boxes and some of it is cans. It's like half and half. It's really amazing. It's really well done. Yeah, I mean, this guy is—he's a warrior. He's a warrior for beer. And uh, what, what what is that? Must be a Spartan, a whole Spartan outfit. He's even got a sword, a hoplite. Oh, a hoplite. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. Okay. We want to get a historian about this. Why don't you tell me what a hoplite is? Okay, a hoplite is just a Greek soldier, right? Oh, I guess I don't know. And then, well, Spartans come from Sparta, which I suppose we could we could discern that he is a Spartan from. Uh, the audio that was playing where it's uh, from 300 we're saying uh, right Spartans what is your profession uh, oh. that's a good movie that. that's like a total <laughs> guy movie for sure it is but it's like it's 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 fun like it's entertaining it's probably not the height of cinema but it's certainly entertaining and uh yeah I mean I will never forget the scene where the messenger shows up and he's kind of being a jerk, and the yeah, he brings him the the heads of the kings. Yeah, and then the main guy's just like, 
boom and kicks him into this like never ending Sparta. Yeah. It's iconic. It's iconic. You know what would make it better? <laughs> it was wearing a suit made out of bush light. See, it wouldn't have been historically accurate, you're right, <laughs> but it would have made it that much more of a bruh moment. <laughs> Next video here. We have uh this man is 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 beating his <laughs> head on a can. You can hear it every single time he he hits the can on his head trying to bust it open. And he and did it. <laughs> there it is, finally. <laughs> oh, how many times is that? That's got to be Well, I'm s- I, I I think it might be edited to be more than Right, yeah. like like that one episode of Dragon Ball Z abridged where it's right. uh uh who is it? It's uh someone hitting Krillin uh headbutting him over and over and they they uh they edited it so that it was it was him hitting over and over and over. Yeah, I think probably it's a little bit edited, but it's it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. It reminds me a little bit of all gas no breaks. You know, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. kind of style of interview where they're just like in a field somewhere, tailgate, and they're Which just they are uh, Channel Five now. Oh, it looks like it's called Hard Facts. Wait, what do you mean it's Channel 5? So, All Gas, No Breaks is no more. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. So wow, that's devastating. I didn't know that. So, they had a falling out with the people who own their brand. Uh, and they are back now as Channel 5. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Well, this is th- this is good content. I mean, this isn't all gas, no breaks. This is apparently at hard facts, um, but classy, oh. classy. All right, next video. Oh, turn the audio on. Ah, uh, music. Oh, never mind. Don't turn the audio on. Don't turn the audio on. Oh, oh my gosh! Okay, what so, a legend! So what a legend! They're trying to uh, pound these three nails in at the same time with a wow. hammer. And the first guy totally uh, fails. Yeah. Not even close. And the second guy just all at the oh, same time. That's Wonderful. beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. I've never seen anything quite that beautiful. He must be a carpenter. Yeah. I bet he's a roofer. Yeah. I bet he's a roofer. You know those roofers. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Scooter guy. So he's, uh, he's, Man, playing around with this electric scooter. (laughs) (laughs) Who is he? Who is he? It's like riding on top of the handlebars of the scooter. He, he's just an astonishing fellow. What a legend. He like, (laughs) it almost looks like a doll. Like, I wish to be that iconic someday. I mean, that guy is heroic. <laughs> There's no other words for it. That man is a hero. He's done that before, for sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, like, he's an artist. He's a scooter artist. If scootering was in the Olympics, Sheesh. <laughs> he would get a gold medal. And it, it, so it, it's an electric scooter. Pull it back up. Pull it back up. It's an electric scooter. This guy's going around in circles like like a pirouette. It's like a pirouette. Uh. And then he just gracefully pulls out of the pirouette 
and sails down the road on top, <laughs> on of, top the of the handlebars. <laughs> on top of the handlebars. Like, <laughs> how? Do, how? Yeah, that one's pretty good. This has got great balance. Good uh, core strength. Good, fantastic. All right, so the guy is getting out of the ambulance, and he's running away uh, very intoxicated. He's just going for a nice light jog. Oh, he knocks. Oh, I didn't notice that the first time I watched it. He knocks over whatever was in that guy's hands. It looks like a. Oh, it almost looks like a whole cake. I think that's like a whole cake. (laughs) (laughs) He just knocks a whole cake out of this guy's hands. Oh, no. Oh, no. Medics are like, not my job. Not chasing him. Yeah, they, they didn't really try that hard, honestly. No, I mean. If it was a uh, oh, he wipes out. He wipes out. Oh, that's a cop there. So it's probably an ITA, so involuntary transport act. If you're intoxicated, you can't make decisions for yourself. Uh, So we can transport you against your uh, against your will, essentially. Is that is that a cop or is it like just a security guard? Um, I mean, it's hard to tell. Yeah, good question. It could be. He has a badge. He has a but so does security guards. It's like Mall of America. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Blart Mall Cop has a badge. Well, if it's not an ITA, then uh he's free to go. Yeah, I guess I guess so. I I'm kind of su- It's interest how my question is how did he end up on the gurney in the like almost yeah, like he's almost in the ambulance. He's basically in the ambulance, and then he's like, "Nope, see you later." They didn't buckle him in or anything. Yeah, how did that happen? I don't know. Let's wait. Look, let's look at the comments. When you don't want to pay a five thousand dollars for a fifteen minute ride, okay, yeah. well that's a good point. <laughs> that's a pretty good point. Uh, also, or he left his phone unlocked at his girlfriend's. House. <laughs> oh no! Oh my gosh. <laughs> um. Wait, so that's if you ITA someone, they have to pay for it still? Yep. Oh, wow, that sucks. Comes out of their insurance. Yeah, but if they don't have insurance, then they're oh, just they have insurance. Dang. There there are uh resources available to people who don't have insurance. Well, right, cuz there's like Apple in Washington, there's Apple Care, Apple right, Health, Molina, or, Molina uh Apple Health. Right. So I guess you know, at least if you're in Washington, you've got options available for you. Um, yeah. All right, last video here. Oh, music! Oh my gosh! Okay, so he he uh, he's flying down this river. Uh, it appears to be somewhere in the south. Um, throws his beer <laughs> over a bridge. Takes uh, a chomp goes, out of it. Goes underneath the bridge. Catches the beer and takes a bite out of the can, and of beer. and just slams it, <laughs> and just slams it. See, this is a this is kind of a follow up again to the to the video last week, where the lady's like uh, drunk on the river. I mean, clearly, oh, yeah, yeah. clearly <laughs> that's what this gentleman is doing. But he's just far more classy about it. Like this guy, this guy's just a legend. <laughs> Throws it over the bridge, sailing down the river, catches catches it. it. Bam! Bam! Oh man, that's pretty good. <laughs> okay, hold on. Bef- before we go any further, there's a second where you see the front of the boat. It looks like it's full of water. Let me see. Right there at the um, very beginning. Yeah, maybe. It's hard to tell. It's probably got some water in it. It's weird though, because it looks like the whole front end is bogged down in the water. 
I'm trying to decide if that's uh, something they did on purpose or if it's like a tarp or, yeah. you know, like what's happening there? There's just so much to absorb here. No, that's definitely uh, water, isn't it? It might be. Or is it like a weird uh, artifact? I, I don't know. I think it's something to do with the with the video where it makes it look like it. it no, looks it's like full it. of water. It's definitely full of water. Maybe it is. Maybe you had to like, I don't know. This is like their last stand. They're like hauling down the river. They're like, we're about to, we're we're about to sink. Uh, we need to do something amazing. Oh, what they did is they've done this. This is like their fiftieth take, and uh, all the water got into the boat. And uh, this is the last last take. Their last hurrah. Yeah. Wow. Well, all I have to say is that man, that man deserves, that man deserves a shout out. That's yeah. that's great. Oh wait, wait, go back. Let's shout out his Instagram. It looks like uh, the worthy George and Paul Shepard twenty four. Way to go, the worthy George and Paul Shepard twenty four. You guys are absolute legends. Yeah, that was awesome. This is oh the caption says this is part of the boating license test in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds accurate. Also, the coos official says we missed him throwing it. In the river. Yeah, I mean, I wonder how many takes they had to do to get that. <laughs> also, let's see. Let's watch it. Let's see if he does an o- underhand throw or an overhand throw. I'm going to guess overhand. No, it's underhand. underhand. And Oh, wait, no, that actually makes sense, right? Because he's throwing it up, just like straight up, and the momentum of right, him yeah. going is carrying Because it the beer can is actually traveling at the same speed of the boat. Yeah. So, really, he just has to throw it directly up and back to himself, that's a weird thing to think about. Yeah. I bet he messed that up the first time he did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the 49th time. And the, yeah. <laughs> he got it, though. <laughs> and it makes eventually. for a dang good video. <laughs> well done. It, actually, he got it on the, on the 25th time, uh, but his phone was full. Oh, rip. <laughs> Man. You uh, learned he had to delete his videos after he failed them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Well, uh, here we are. Um, I think, I mean, that's we're, we're, that's all the scheduled content we have for today. Yeah. Uh, anything else interesting happening? Uh, let's see. The uh, Olympics are going on now. Oh, yeah. The Olympics are happening. Yeah. Um, Simone Biles was killing it. She was killing it out there, uh, you know, making making records on uh, in gymnastics. Right. Yeah. And she pulled out of the Olympics, uh, from from my understanding, for a medical medical reason, undisclosed medical reason. Uh, it it sounds like from what I heard, uh, she actually had a like an aerial. What what's it called? Aerial um, confusion or something like that. Oh. Like I I don't know exactly what it's called, but I essentially, see. like whenever she was in the air, she couldn't like figure out where she was at. Right. So so when gymnasts are are doing their flips in the air, they have like almost a um, like a sixth sense. sixth sense. Yeah. yeah. Where they they can tell where they are relative to the ground, and then she had lost that. Uh, at some point in in her performance, right, and so she was r- like, you know, when they're doing all these crazy tricks and stuff, it it turns into a dangerous thing, where you know, like 
if you're if you're spinning and you don't know where the ground is, uh, and you land on your neck, that's right. not going to be great. And you're just kind of guessing uh, how many times you have to flip and how fast. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, okay. So, I was thinking about this earlier today. Okay. And uh, I thought it was rather interesting that her name is Simone Biles. And that's, she's a gymnast. So she's like, she's like doing like flips and tricks and stuff. Yeah. And it's so, that name is so close to like, maybe I shouldn't say it. It's so close to like Simeon. And like when you think of monkeys, they're like out there like doing flips and tricks and stuff. It's like amazing. I see. She was made for the... Yeah, she was just made for it. It's, like, incredible. Yeah. Uh, It's called getting lost, uh, I believe, when when you're flipping and you you, uh, lose where you are, lose track of where you are relative to the the ground. You know, that's, like, that's a weird thing. I've never had that happen before. But I've never been a gymnast in the Olympics before. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What else? Um... One of the musicians for ZZ Top passed away. Oh, really? I didn't hear about that. That's sad. Uh, There's another Olympian, uh, uh, Katie Ledecky. Wait, is that who it was? Or was it a different gal? I can't remember now. She's from Alaska. And, uh, like, it was a total upset. I think she's she's really young, like seventeen or something mm. like that. Um, and I think she won the like butterfly event. I don't know exactly what it was, um, but yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. She like blew blew everybody out of the mm. water. Wow! And then uh, there's a really awesome, inspiring video of her hometown, uh, like celebrating after her victory. Awesome! And like. You can tell, like the entire fam, the entire town basically is in this gym in small town Alaska, and they're uh, celebrating her victory. <laughs> Apparently, Perfect. there's only one Olympic-sized swimming pool in all of Alaska. <laughs> so that makes sense. Yeah. So and it's like, it's amazing. Like small small town story. Anchorage must be. I don't know. I don't know. Probably, but yeah. Like congratulations to her. Yeah. Well done. Also, congratulations to uh, the first Filipino uh, athlete ever to win a gold medal in the Olympics. Right. Weightlifting. Uh, Female weightlifter. Congratulations to her and to the country of the Philippines. Yeah. Well done. Um. Yeah, it's just it's it's the Olympics is such a good time. You know, it brings everybody together, and you're like, wow. This is what we have to offer, and uh, it's also like, uh, you know, you get that competitive spirit. I don't know about you, but I've been checking medal counts. Yeah. I've been yeah, checking medal of counts. Course. I think you're you're obligated to. Yeah, it's like, all right, well, <laughs> we'll see. I think currently the United States has the most, num- the, the most medals, but uh, third most gold medals. Oh, okay. Something like that. Um, so Japan is in number one, China number two, U.S. number three. Wow. Yeah. Also, I'm going to go on a rant for a minute. Okay. So, do you know what ROC is in the Olympics? No. We need to talk about this. Okay. So, have you seen the documentary Icarus? No. Okay. I 
am going to completely guess what it's about. All right. Kay. Tell me. Uh, Icarus is where um, it it's he was given wax wings, mm-hmm. and he flew too close Correct. to the sun, yep. and he fell back down to the earth. It's like a hubris kind of thing, okay? So You got it. And then with the context of the Olympics, you're flying too close to the sun, and you end up getting hurt? Yes. In the Olympics? Or in sports? Yes. And then you die. No. Wrong. Okay. Incorrect. Okay. Okay. So, uh, there was a documentarian who also happened to be a cyclist. He's like a rather good cyclist. Um, I think his name is Brian Fogel. Okay. Don't quote me on that, but I think that's his name. Um, he, uh, he really good cyclist and he realized or heard or saw, or, I mean, at this point it's common knowledge that essentially all of the top, cyclists in the Tour de France, Tour de France, as you, you know, if you will. Mm-hmm. Tour de France? Tour de France, if you will. Uh, all of the top cyclists are doping, essentially, right? Like, oh. everybody, yeah. everybody is using steroids of some kind or another. So, what it was that uh, Armstrong was actually doing was blood doping. So, he was giving himself more blood which in turn allowed his body to uh, process oxygen faster. More blood or just like oxygenated blood? Oxygenated Yeah, blood. right. Because yeah. it's like they like, he like takes blood out and then pumps oxygenated blood back in. Which yeah. That's like yeah. a crazy thing. And that's just, I, I don't, I don't know the details of that, but that's what he admitted to doing. So like, who knows all of the other stuff that he was doing because if you watch the documentary Icarus you realize that it's actually much easier to cheat these drug tests than you would ever expect right okay so this documentarian he gets on a blood uh, a doping program essentially so his uh his idea is I'll do this race uh one year I'll see how I do and then the next year I'll do it doped, essentially. See how he does. See how he does. Okay, so turns out uh, his bike has some issues, and the second year he actually ends up doing worse than he did the first year. But uh, okay. Anyway, um, along the way he meets this gentleman from Russia. Okay. Uh, okay. This gentleman from Russia is like in charge of, uh, I believe. It's Rusada or uh, WADA, whatever the anti-doping agency in Russia. He's like the head of this laboratory. Okay, and I'm this. The details of the story, don't quote me on, but I'm getting the general idea. Okay, anyway. So he's in charge of it. He also helps athletes cheat. Oh, <laughs> huh. So interesting. Yeah, right. So, uh, he's like he gets this like very specific and intense drug regimen, uh, steroid regimen from this guy, this Russian guy, um, and he uh, he follows it and all that, and he gets through the drug screening no problem. He pulls off when he needs to, and you know nothing gets through. Okay, um. 
and uh, it turns into an international scandal while he's doing this documentary. <laughs> so, like, like w- while he's doing the documentary, they find out that Russia has been running a state-run doping program for all of their athletes in the Olympics, and it's been it, it's gone back like years, right? Yeah. And um, it all came about in the 2016 Sochi Olympics. Wait, is that right? 2014 Sochi Olympics. Um, and in that Olympics, they were able to prove that the Russians had found a way to uncap these supposedly, uh, like, sealed vials. You're supposed to be impossible, uh. impossible to unseal, okay? okay? Um, they found out a way that they could unseal them and um, replace the dirty urine with clean urine. So it looked like all the athletes had, uh, they, like, they were totally clean. No drugs. So... Uh, it turns into this whole international story, and then the Russia gets banned from the Olympics. Um, so, and then this guy who was like in charge of the doping, uh, Russia is like, "Hey, like you committed a very bad crime," and you know, Vladimir Putin, he claims not to know anything about it. And that it was totally all every all of his uh, stuff was above board. I mean, I make your own decision on that. Anyway, uh, so essentially, he becomes a massive wanted man in Russia. He comes to the United States. He's now in like witness protection or something like that. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, So. So. what came of that was essentially the Russian athletes that weren't caught doping are allowed to compete in the Olympics still. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. But the country of Russia is banned from the Olympics for uh, at least this year. I don't know if it's... if it. Oh, okay. If it'll go into effect for the 2022 Olympics as well. Um, But they at least are not allowed to compete this This year. year. Yeah. Okay. So, there is now ROC, which stands for Russia, a Russian Olympic Committee. Does that make sense? Yeah, I see. Okay. Um, So, all of the Russian athletes are competing under the banner of ROC, the Russian Olympic Committee. And every country has their own Olympic Committee. Um, But typically, you just compete under the banner of your country, you know? Right. So the rules, as I understood it before the Olympics, was that uh, the Russian athletes were going to have to compete under a neutral flag, and they were essentially, they couldn't have any... Uh, like hearkening back to Russia, like they couldn't play uh, okay. the Russian anthem, and right. they couldn't play. They couldn't fly the Russian flag. Exactly. Yeah. So, what's got me very highly irritated mm-hmm. 
is the fact that all of these news agencies are referring to ROC as Russia. As Russia. Which completely defeats the point. Yeah. It's like, where's the punishment if If we're just referring to these athletes as Russia? Like if if they're identified as being Russia. Right. Exactly. It's driving me insane. And, like, they're... The ROC's colors are still like red, white, and blue. Like the, yeah. they look very Russian, and they walked in to like one of Tchaikovsky's uh, anthems, and it's like, okay, well, essentially, it, it's yeah. it, like everyone just understands that this is Russia, except yeah. for it's not. It's like such a slap on the wrist for a massive cheating scandal where they doped all of their athletes like they doped as according to the guy in the documentary they doped essentially every athlete except for the figure skaters because the figure skaters got too bulky (laughs) it's like this is insane they they doped essentially all of the athletes and now russia gets this tiny teeny little slap on the wrist and everyone still knows that the athletes that are competing are oh, Russia. Russia. But, oh, it's driving me nuts. Oh, man. It's, it's not fair. It just, it's like, what do you, what can you do, though? What can you do, though? Anyway, I really highly encourage everyone to watch the documentary Icarus. I think it's on Amazon Prime. Um, if you have prime now i believe it's free you can just go ahead and watch it it's worth watching and uh if you have any sort of illusions about sport though maybe don't watch it because it's really sobering and kind of sad you watch it and then you're like oh i guess i guess this is what sport is this is the world that we live in you know what if we had a separate Olympics, probably not as big, but it'd be like the steroids, uh, yeah. the national or international steroids games. Right. Yeah. And everyone that's that's uh, doping can go and do that one. So we could see how far we can push humanity. You know, I've heard of that being suggested <laughs> before, and I don't think it's the craziest idea. Right. I mean, if they're going to do it anyways, you know, they might as well do it in the house. i i I just i don't think it's that bad of an idea the only unfortunate part is that i think people will still try to compete doped in the not you know right it's like (sighs) easy gold yeah it's just they either need to figure out a better way to enforce all this stuff and then like in the u.s they have usada and usada comes and tests you like all hours the night it's totally random like you they just show up at your door i've heard some really rough stories of usada um they also like track your movements so if you say that you're going to be home from like 8 a.m to uh noon okay for example yeah let's say you're going to be home then and then uh you're like oh man i ran out of toilet paper i really need to go to the store and get toilet paper. Then you go to the store. You're there and you're like, oh man, now I'm stuck in traffic and I really can't get home. 
you don't have a lot of time to get back. Right. You miss your appointment, then you saw it as like you fail. Automatically, you fail. If you're not where you said you were, you fail. Wow. Um, and so it's this really tricky situation where you're like, uh, okay, well, you're stuck there. You know, you better make sure you have everything that you need. Yeah, wow. Holy smokes. Yeah. Uh, so, like, USADA, that's United States Anti-Doping Agency uh, for the uninitiated. Um, but pretty, pretty, uh, pretty big deal, I guess. Yeah, like they don't mess around, and I don't, yeah. I don't know that all the other, I, that I don't know whether what the situation in other countries is, uh, but I imagine it's not quite as stringent as you saw. Yeah, um, and I also don't know, like maybe there's like gimmies in USADA, like oh well you missed it one time, like you get a little slap on the wrist, right. and then next time, but I don't know. I, I do a little scare tactic. Yeah. Sorry, sir. There's nothing I could do. Check, check. You're, you're done. It's over. And then you start groveling, and they're like, "All right, you get one free pass." Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what it is. But I don't know. It's just it, you know, it's really, it 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 becomes this tough like situation where some people are following certain rules and other people are following other rules, and then you know, and you know what, I. I'm not even above this. Maybe the doping is just as bad in the United States. Maybe it is. And they just are able to find ways around it. And they're able to find drugs that, uh, don't, uh, that don't show up as active metabolites or whatever. And you know what? It's, uh, it's kind of tough, but, uh, still I'm, I'm, I'm rather, it's just so disappointing when you, you think about like, all right, well, we want sport to be clean and fair and everybody to compete under the same rules. And that's just not what happens. It turns out that cheaters do prosper sometimes. Yeah. And it's just, it's too bad. I mean, I know we're getting, this is going long and I'm ranting, but do you want to hear about baseball cheating? Do I? I don't know. Let's hear it. You tell me. Let's go. Let's go. Ahead. All right. Time. All right. <coughs> baseball cheating. Here we are. Listen up. They recently discovered. Well, okay. I don't think they recently discovered this, but I think that it's recently come to the public light. So they finally have to do something about it. Sticky stuff in baseball. So. In baseball, you want to get a really good grip on the ball, right? Yeah. So, pitchers will use all sorts of substances. Spit. No, that would make it slipperier, would it not? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, pine tar is the big one that everybody talks about. It's pine tar. Um, the other thing that they're they're allowed to use... Uh, rosin to like dry off their hands, right? Oh, okay. It's, you know, probably a little bit sticky, but it also dries off your hands. Yeah. Uh, anyway, apparently sunscreen, if you mix sunscreen and rosin, it gets really sticky. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's been like a really interesting thing where pitchers, they'll be like touching their arm a lot. And you're like, well, why are they, why do they keep touching their arm? And then it's like uh, because they got a bunch of rosin and the sunscreen, uh, yeah. I see. Um, so you might think, oh, it's like to get a better grip and they can throw it faster. That's not exactly it. The point is that uh, when they get a when they get the sticky stuff, 
they can spin the ball. Right. And then that makes their breaking balls a lot faster. Uh, that break harder, you know, break further. Um, so, like, if you're throwing a curveball, you're going to get, like, a wicked curveball compared yeah. to just, like, a moderate curveball, okay? Huh. Um, and so they they discovered that it was kind of endemic. Like, all of the pitchers were doing this. And recently, this year, they instituted a new rule where they're going to check the pitchers, like, randomly throughout the game to check if they're using sticky substances. And the funny thing is they're able to track the spin rate on balls. Mm -hmm. And they've noticed that this season, for some crazy reason... (laughs) The pitchers don't have quite as good of a spin rate as they have wow. in years past. Wow. Yeah. That's huh. wild. It's like, huh, I wonder why. Must yeah. be something to do with COVID. Yeah, must be <laughs> something to do with COVID. It's the only change right. I can think of. That's right. <laughs> uh, additionally, uh, I was watching a, a couple of videos last night about, uh, do you, you know, like signs, like steal, like stealing signs and whatnot. So you've got like the umpire, right? Okay. And yeah. the umpire, they'll put down like the one or the two or the three or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then the pitcher's like, it's like iconic. You see the the umpire do like two, and then the pitcher's like, uh, uh-uh. uh, and then the umpire's like three. And the pitcher's like, uh, uh-uh. uh, and then the umpire gets all wide eyed and he's like. Four and the pitcher's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, <laughs> so, uh, so, so those are signs, and that is so that the 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 catcher. Wait, did I say umpire earlier? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I meant catcher. 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 Yeah, catcher. My bad. Catcher. Uh, the catcher knows what the pitcher is going to throw, and then they can actually catch the ball. Because if they don't catch it, then the runner on second, they're going to run to third, and they're going to steal, and it's going to be a bad deal. Anyway, uh, so the pitcher and the catcher, they got to know. So the catcher will drop the sign, and then uh, there's been kind of a scandal where teams are able to use cameras, and Uh, they can pick up what the sign is. I see. And then somehow they relay that to the batter then the batter is like okay well i know what kind of pitch is coming next Mm. and then they can prepare for that um the houston astros i think it was last season or the season before um there was a really big scandal where they had a garbage can in behind the dugout and they would smack the garbage can before a pitch if it was going to be a breaking ball. A breaking ball. Breaking balls like curveball. Oh, okay. That kind of stuff. Okay. Balls that like, you know, they go whoosh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so there was really strong evidence that they were cheating <laughs> because you'd hear before every breaking ball, you would hear a big loud like boom. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then the batter like would know exactly what was happening yeah. you know it it was really wild um and then there were accusations that people had been using little like buzzers 
So all the players, all the batters would get a little like buzzer and it would like vibrate, right? Mm-hmm. And then based on the number of vibrations, they could figure out what pitch was coming. Oh my God. And this hasn't been, I don't think they've ever like officially figured out like, oh yeah, this did happen. But it's just like, it's wow. crazy. The lengths that people go to to yeah. cheat. It's it's a it's incredible. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. My rant is over. And on that note. Uh yeah, uh thanks for thanks for watching. And listening. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Um you guys out there, you're the real heroes. Uh, we've got t-shirts. Contact us however you want to contact us. Yep. Uh, uh if you want to be a guest or you want to contact us looking for a t-shirt, hit us up on our website, impairedupstairs.com. Go to the contact us page. There's a, um, there's a layout all ready for you. you just yeah. Fill it all out. Fill it out. And it'll send us a message. Or. Send it in. Or. You can email us directly at impairedupstairs.com. You can do that. No. No. Wait, <laughs> that, no, that doesn't make sense. Info at Info impairedupstairs.com. That's I-N-F-O at impairedupstairs.com. You can message us on Instagram. Our Instagram is at impairedupstairs. You can message us on Snapchat. Our Snapchat is impairedupstrs. There's a cap limit, a uh, character limit, character cap. It uh, had to be STRS. Rip. <laughs> what do you want us to do? Yeah. Uh, uh, you can find us on all your favorite listening platforms. You can find us on Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and now with video, you can find us on YouTube. Impaired Upstairs. Go check us out. That's right. Just check us out with the video. It's awesome. If you listen to this already on Spotify and you want to see those videos that we were watching, go to YouTube. Yeah, Hit that like button. Smash that bell. <laughs> you got that right. Subscribe. Uh, I've even heard that YouTube is thro- throttling us. You uh, know? Already. I, yeah. They're throttling us. They don't like our content. Two views. Yeah. It's outrageous. No, I'm just kidding. We've got thousands of views. Hey, you know what? If you want to be one of the <laughs> thousands of viewers that we have. Okay, okay, okay. That's not true. We don't have thousands, but we're the next big thing. So if you want to join the next big thing, then you better start watching now. I don't know about you, but I've started watching some YouTubers when they're really small and then they get bigger, like Primink. Prime example. Yeah. Do you remember subscribing to Primink when yep. he had just like a few thousand oh subscribers? My. Yeah, his first two videos was on uh, uh, Patty Mayo. Yeah, that's right. And now he's got millions of subscribers, and you're like, wow, I was there. Yeah. I helped. I helped. So if you want to help us, if you want to be part of that next big thing, then subscribe, like, comment, and just just give us some advice, honestly. Uh, yeah, seriously, at this point, at this point in... in uh, in our project that we have here, uh, you can make a huge difference. Tell us what you want us to talk about. Leave us a comment. Uh, send us an email. Exactly. We'll like, respond. We'll we'll listen to you. Exactly. You can make a huge impact on this, and we really appreciate it. Um, 
Thank you, you so much, everyone, for, for listening. Uh, yeah. Thanks. We appreciate it. We could sit here and, and give our outro all night long. And we would. I I, I kind of want to. Let's do it. Let's just, let's, let's keep going. It. Let's keep going. Uh, what have we missed? T-shirts. We've got sweatshirts. We've got we've got a new sign. Hold on, you stay right oh, there. Oh man, have we shown that off? We yet? haven't shown the new sign. You stay right there. Okay, okay, okay. I'm here. I'm yeah, here. you keep monologuing. I'm yeah. gonna grab the sign. Okay. So, if you remember a few episodes back, we had Dalen Zig Ziggler, Dalen Ziggler with uh, West Coast Metalworks. Is that right? West Coast Metalworks. No. Near Coastal, Near Coastal Metal Metalworks with Dalen Ziegler, he built us a sign, and here it is. Oh my gosh! Look at that. That is perfect. It's heavy too. That's that's the real deal. Man, yeah. I hope that you could all hear him put that down. Uh, for all of you listening at home, it's big and heavy. Yeah, it's it's like substantial. There's there's it. I think it's uh aluminum. I don't know what it is, but it's incredible. We'll have to ask him. Yeah, w- you know what? We need to have Dalen back on. We'll we'll have him back on. And we'll talk about it. Yeah, I uh, I've heard that he's got some new projects that he's been working on. Some some big movements in his career. Oh yeah. So he's, he's making uh, moves, and not only that, you know what? Uh, I have to say that when we were working with him, it was really delightful. Uh, he was like, you know what? I'll have it done a few days. And I was like, wait, wow. seriously? Holy smokes. It's going to be done in a few days? And he was like, oh, yeah, I'll just uh, get that set up and uh, get it all painted. And uh, I was like, wow, that's incredible. So if you want a great communicator, a really good person to work with. Yeah, near Coastal Metal Works. It's amazing. He's he had it done like just over a weekend. It was fantastic. He's Dalen Ziegler. Yeah. He's awesome. V- uh, Ryan Moore is going to be joining us again at some point in Ho- the future. Hopefully soon. <laughs> we don't know when, but hey, we miss you, buddy. I have a mustache now, so. I've got a full beard, which maybe you didn't know if you were just watching if you or were, just if listening. If you were just I listening, mean. you would never know. No, you wouldn't. Unless you paid attention to the Instagram page. That's In which case, true. you might know, but you'd never know I have a mustache now. It's here. It's here to stay. <laughs> And if you haven't been following the Instagram page, follow the Instagram follow page. Follow the Instagram ca- page at Impaired Up Stairs. Upstairs. <laughs> it's great. That's us. There's no there's no character limit. Well, not one that we were restricted by. Anyways, no. thank you everyone for listening. This has been the Impaired Upstairs podcast with Brady and Cody. I love you. <laughs> uh well, with that, uh when we're not uh, out giving ourselves IVs and uh, cheating at baseball. We'll be here upstairs. Impaired. Impaired. Fade to black.